Hi, so welcome to Boom, it's on the blockchain. My name is uh, Alistair Caithness, and then we're back live on the internet tonight. And today we're joined by our co-hosts. You like around this music, Dave? <laughs> Dave Rogers. Oh, oh, Michael Knight. We get theme music. <laughs> Now I, can't, now I can't stop you, Dave. You can't get off the thing. Right? <laughs> that, that didn't work quite. It worked better in uh, pre-production. So anyway, Dave Rogers, the Michael Knight of blockchain. So uh, Knight Rider. We, we grew up with Knight Rider. The young people out there won't even know what we're talking about. David Asselhoff, Knight Rider. Dave, can you give us a quick of a background of what Knight Rider was actually all about? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Dave! It was, no, it, was, it was it was essentially a, a a car that had AI in it, right? So, and uh, the 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 guy who owned the car or or who you know drove the car around, they, essentially it was his his partner, his AI partner, and they would solve crimes and and get catch bad guys. And the car was essentially intelligent. Yeah, yeah. It, what was the name of the car? Do you remember? Kit. Kit. What does Kit stand for? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, Nine, Industries two, uh, Nine Industries 2000. Ah, there you go. <laughs> should, should have known Shep would have known that information. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia, exactly. <laughs> Trivia from Shep. So, so excellent. So that's us back on Boom, it's on the blockchain. And tonight we're going to be speaking about, you know, usual topics as we talk about this change in um, this transition in energy, we'll speak with the blockchain, we'll speak with tokenization, we'll speak with updates with our platform energy tokens where people can actually log in and uh, see some of the information we're starting to share. But to begin with, we're going to kick it off with our most interesting subject, which is transition in energy. So transition in energy, let's just uh, leave it to you, Dave, to kick things off tonight. It's exactly that. It's a transition. This is not something you can flip a light switch and do. Um, so, you know, a lot of times you hear the argument about, you know, whether to go green or, or whether, you know, to go traditional and, and, and legacy energy sources. Um, but it, as we know, this is, this is a long game uh, in, and it's a transitional activity that we need to be involved in. So, so we're, we're doing this now. We're, we're in the preparation stages. You know, traditional energy is not going to go away overnight. We have a lot of need for it in, you know, it's in manufacturing, it's in plastics, and it's in everything else besides, you know, just heat and, and powering your vehicles. Um, so it's not going anywhere. Um, but the, the thing is, you know, the, the trick is, is how we make that transition smoothly. How do we allow for the renewables to come online? And how do we allow, um, you know, the public to be able to uh, participate in that activity? And, and help enable that and spur that growth. Uh, we were speaking about uh, this week when I interviewed uh, Talisha Shine. It was uh, in China, they opened 182 coal plants in the last 12 months, which was more coal plants than the rest of the world has closed down. And people start to think about, you know, we're transitioning across, but there's other parts of the world where there's a lot of coal mines coming online right now. You look right. at India, Philippines, um, Indonesia, all of these countries, 
and need energy in order to go through their form of industrial revolution, which has obviously happened with us, you know, going back a hundred years, and, and therefore they're looking at coal. And if you think of the big drop in CO2 emissions in America, a lot of that was from us switching from uh, coal plants to natural gas as well. So when we start to talk about this and we spoke about the, the price break points of looking at, you know, $9 a barrel, you know, if the whole world starts producing green energy on mass at $9 a barrel, you know, then that's essentially the end of uh, fossil fuels as an energy source, but we'll still be producing fossil fuels, as you said, for plastics, Dave, and right. other sources right. there as well, medical products, things like that as well. So, so we'll never stop producing fossil fuels, everybody. We'll still need it. It's just for our main energy source, this is something we're going to be moving away with. Going up to you there, Shep, in uh, Wyoming, um, he's been speaking to uh, Wind Energy Company. Uh, Dingo. Um what they do, they monitor everything, the analytics on all the data processing points and everything of how much commodity and how much power each wind turbine at any given time is producing at that given moment. And whether each wind turbine needs a particular maintenance or anything in that area. So if you look at that then, Dave, so what do you understand from the data point of view in terms of, it would be great to get somebody from Dingo, if they're watching this, to come on to one of the future shows and explain in more detail. But, you know, Shep's getting a free baseball hat for this plug tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, we'll keep it going for at least another 30 seconds. If we go for over a minute, he gets a set, you know, a T-shirt as well. So well, we'll keep that going. But, you know, over to you, okay. Dave. Explain a bit more about the data side of things, which is happening here. Kind of like, you know, <clears throat> Part of the platform that we're ready to launch is, is allowing people to perform research and data analytics on their investment. And so when we post projects up on the website and, and people will be able to do a drill down and, and we'll have various plugins from third party companies that will pull this, this data rich information in. Uh, it'll be information on production over time. It'll be information on you know, geological uh, maps. It'll be um, information that's typically been housed in, you know, in paper files in, in small, you know, town halls all over the country. Yeah, and, and this is obviously as we start to look at tokenization of energy and creating wind energy tokens, it's like the data analysis piece of a company like Dingo, we can utilize that in terms of plugging it in. So any potential investors, people interested in about these projects, they'll be able to take companies like Dingo. So as part of the development of what we're actually creating out there for our energy tokens platform is this ability to work with third-party vendors. You know, uh, you know, essentially it's, it is built in a modular fashion. So we'll have on the website, you know, there'll be, um, you know, a glossary, there'll be a news section, there'll be uh, a section where you'll see our podcasts uh, available. Um, and in addition to that, you'll all, you'll see all of the tokens uh, that are available uh, and listed on our website. Essentially, these are energy projects that have been tokenized and, and they're available for you to browse through. We'll be able to look to third parties like Dingo uh, and others that will bring in, uh, again, rich data analytics to allow you to um, be able to do your own research and to make a, a much more informed decision about, about the purchase that you're making. 
Yeah, and I think from people out there, you know, the URL for the site's uh, energytokens.io. So if you went to our website now, you'll be able to get some background information on what we're up to. We've be, you know, we've opened up the news section. The glossary section's just started now as well. So we're updating information. So as we start to develop the projects and create the tokens, these tokens are being created backed against the energy assets and future energy production from this. And that's what's key. So this is all part of the development. So it's as if, you know, Bitcoin came along, opened the door, all these other cryptocurrencies are coming along. Suddenly the market space is on fire right now. You know, Coinbase, uh, they did their IPO onto the NASDAQ today. So everything in the market space is just getting hotter and hotter. And I just think the next stage of the development is going to be these asset-backed tokens that was really going to open up the market space to so many more people and people comfortable getting into the, you know, the digital um, ownership of uh, assets. And I think uh, what we've been working on uh, especially specifically because the regulated are going to make a huge difference in terms of mass adoption to what's going on there as well. So what we're doing at the moment is we're going out to energy operators out there and we're able to take in and show how you can have your own energy token. So right now, if you're interested in the space, interested in information, go to the website, read the news that's coming in. We try and update every single key blockchain story coming out there. As Dave said, we'll host the podcasts that are coming out there as well. There's information on our project, information in terms of the token economics and what we're up to. And there, if you want to leave your details, then we can send over the, the business plan or white paper and other information. It's exciting for us that we've actually got this capability to start sharing information because what we've found with most people out there is, you know, everything's new and we've been involved in this for a long time. So to a certain extent, it's all second nature to us. So this is why we wanted to, to open up the glossary, start working with universities. I actually did uh, my first guest lecturer uh, to University of Michigan uh, this Monday. So that was excellent. So that went down really well, spoke for a couple hours, some great questions, information, but it just goes to show you academia is interested in what we're up to. And, you know, I, I just feel that uh, we're on the cusp of something big then, guys. So, you know, that's just exciting in terms of our project. Now, the other thing we were wanting to speak about over today was the Kraken Bank. So back to you up in Wyoming, Shep, you know, tell the, uh, the viewers a little bit more about the Kraken Bank and some of the features that the Kraken Bank have that they're maybe not aware of right now. Uh, yes, the Kraken Bank is the first uh, digital asset bank of its kind that was uh, licensed and chartered out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Not only do they do uh, retirement digital uh, IRA, Bitcoin IRAs, but they've also came along and basically developed their own trading platform where people can commodity and, and do different types of marginal purchases on different um, crypto asset currencies as well. Um, they recently came up and developed what they called a, a Bitcoin debit card, which is a commodity asset uh, purchasing deal. People can use U.S. Uh, fiat currency and load that onto the debit card and basically either pay utility bills or buy groceries or just about anything that you would do with a regular debit card. 
I just think it's uh, pretty amazing what they're doing nowadays. And they, it's so universal. I mean, they pretty much made their trading platform so universal it cross-communicates with just about any uh, banking platform in the industry that I've noticed. So it's really amazing how far uh, things have came in the electronic uh, world as far as developing of uh, cryptocurrency and equity-backed security tokens likewise as well. So, Yeah, perfect. And, and then uh, Dave, Dave there was uh, fa fast-forwarding the Kraken Banks video of uh, how easy it is to integrate with Wells Fargo. But that's essentially it. They, they do it for all banks, do they not, Dave? <clears throat> That's right. Again, you know, just kind of bridging these, you know, old and the new, right? Your fiat currency, your current institutions, your banks, your your credit cards, and 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 being able to seamlessly uh, perform transactions or you know conversions into cryptocurrency or you know or back into fiat currency. So it's uh, it's again uh, more and more broad, uh, broadly accepted um, that this is now going to be the new norm in terms of this this mix and match with digital and, and traditional. So, you know, just as always, like, you know, can we share a little bit of information, guys? Hey, what, what, what have you got in your head today, Shep? Is that a, a BP hat we've got there, do you see? Uh, that it is, yes. And uh, basically, British Petroleum is diversified into the renewable energy sector. Uh, quite finally, they own several... Uh, <laughs> Um, solar farms and uh, urban farms likewise as well. So I think they, you know, fit into the renewable energy sector quite finely nowadays. Yeah, I think for the people so, out there trying to understand energy transition, you know, it's going to be driven a lot by the major energy companies. So these big oil, people thought of these big oil companies, they're all transitioning across, they're all making claims that they're going to be carbon neutral by 2035. I think Repsol, the a Spanish energy company, whereby the likes of Shell and BP, they're looking at 2050 to be carbon neutral. I know um, British Petroleum has made the commitment to spend $5 billion every year now up until 2030 on the development of renewable energy. So, you know, you're talking about small companies getting involved in that, but then you're thinking about someone like uh, BP um Obama used to call them British Petroleum when they did the big oil slick into the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico. Prior to that, they now they were BP British Petroleum for a few years back to BP again. You know, there was not actually one BP guy on that rig. You know, it was all Transocean's fault. That's a, that's a, that's us getting a litigation suit, by the way. Allegedly, it was all Transocean's. <laughs> so so basically, back to them, but they're moving away from British Petroleum. I think a company like Statoil in Norway massive energy company are now called Equinor. You know, so everyone's changing the name. They're still going to produce oil. They're still going to produce energy. But, you know, they're making these commitments. And, you know, no matter what you think from being green, if you turn around and said, oh, this energy company is about to invest $50 billion into developing renewable energy, you're going to be delighted about it. And that's exactly what BP are doing right now, you know. So it's... Um, so that was a good plug from you there again, Shep. That's how Shep, Shep gets a lot of hats, ladies and gentlemen. So every time you see Shep's got a new hat on, you know, we're going to be doing a plug for their uh, product coming out there as well. So Dave Rogers, what can we, what can you share with everyone at the end of the day here? Ah, uh, nothing. Uh, I got one thing. Um, 
vaccine. I got caught up on my vaccination. So as soon as you have the opportunity to do so, I recommend you you go get your vaccine. Get us all back out and out and about and eating in restaurants and uh, riding public transportation again. Dr. Dave Fauci, uh, Rogers himself there. <laughs> we better get the, the Night Rider music back on the go for that one, Dave, you know. Today, I, today I'm going to share, like, but look, look what I've got. Look at this. Look, but look at that, ladies and gentlemen. The Halliburton agenda, the politics of oil and money, you know. You know how much I paid for this? One dollar. You believe that? Bought it one dollar in a book, the same hand bookstore in California. Absolutely delighted. Told the guy, said, Can't you gonna sell me that for one dollar? He said, Yeah, nobody's actually wanted to buy that here. <laughs> so, interesting, interesting thing about that is this guy here, you know, it revolutionized the company, ex vice president Dick Cheney, and he was awarded the contract. If you think of uh, bidding and contracts, around about 60 billion dollars, you know. So that was a pretty decent contract that, I, that guy brought in. So no matter what anyone thinks of him, you know, he brought a decent contract in for Halliburton. So he helped the growth of that. Anyway, the book's pretty good. I'm only up to page, uh, you know, 12. But, you know, I'm quite enjoying it anyway. Plus, I'm delighted with this, the Halliburton agenda, the politics of oil and money. You know, everybody green out there will be absolutely furious with me. But, you know, this is U.S. taxpayers. $60 billion went to this, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's worth reading the book and find out what you spent your money on, you know. So, well, that's perfect then, guys. Thanks very much again today. You know, that's as um, chewed the cud. Is that what they say out here, Dave? Chewing no. the cud? <laughs> here? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we just, yeah, we just, uh, just chatting. Just chatting. But there's an no, expression. Cud, C-U-D. It's uh, honestly chewing the cud. I thought it was a cowboy expression. Chewing the cud, you know. <laughs> obviously, we should Google that. Let's just, like, before we go off air, I think we should just do this one last thing. Chewing the cud, you know. So let's see. <laughs> What is the cud and why the cattle chew it? You know what I mean? There you go. Top of Google, Dave. You can read it afterwards as well. All right. Thanks very much Thanks. Uh, to Shep up in Wyoming. Thanks very much to Dave Rogers. We'll, we'll leave it with the Dave's theme music everywhere he goes. We'll go with that. So my name's Alistair Caithness. Thanks again, though, guys. And, yeah, thanks again for coming into Boomits on the Blockchain. You know, as we bring another guest, I had this uh, great opportunity to interview Talisha Shine. So if you want to go back and look at the last episode, you'll be able to see uh, my interview. Really interesting about what the, she's involved in, in terms of asset-backed, uh, not, or maybe say ownership through the blockchain and uh, asset ownership through the blockchain and how that can uh, affect the Ameri uh, African-American community. So really interesting uh, interview so that'll be there for people to read and um watch and thanks again you've been watching boomers on the blockchain my name's alice kidness have a good day you want to make it to the top you got to take risks along the way
become big, you've got to think big. Zion. Smart planning, smart software, smart listening.